Hey, my friend, have you known your pet in a past life? Well, believe it or not, a lot of people have. You can check out case histories and find out more about your connections to your little fuzzballs in my book, Past Lives with Pets. Check it out and find out today. The Healing Arts Program is not intended as a substitute for consultation with a licensed medical or mental health professional. The listener should regularly consult a physician or mental health professional in matters relating to his or her health, and particularly with respect to any symptoms that may require diagnosis or medical attention. This program provides content related to educational, medical, and psychological topics. As such, listening to the program implies your acceptance of this disclaimer. Welcome to Healing Arts. I'm your host, Dr. Shelley Kerr. Hi, dear ones. I hope you're having a wonderful week. So I just interviewed today's guest, Raven Keys, yesterday, and her book is actually coming out today. And so I have rearranged the release schedule of a couple of shows so that I could squeeze her in here today because as an author, I can certainly appreciate how important it is to get some interviews out for your book immediately after your book is released. So Raven is really sweet, and she has written a book and developed a process that allows you to use um, Reiki inside surgeries in medical environments. Very profound. It's a great book. And it was so interesting because when I was talking to her, and you'll listen to this here in a minute, um, I kept wanting to call her like Reagan or something, something different. And after the show, I was like, oh, I was so mortified. And she said, you know, I know I've known you before. And I said, I think I've known you too. I think that's what the problem is. I don't know if this has ever happened to you, but you meet someone and you just know that you've known them in a previous lifetime. And maybe her name wasn't Raven, you know, in that life. I don't know. There was just some feeling that I needed to call her something else, but she is a dear. You are going to love her and you really um, are going to love hearing about the techniques that she's developed. So let's get into it with my special guest, Raven Keys and Medical Reiki. Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Healing Arts. So I'm bringing you amazing guests, and today is certainly no exception. My special guest today is Raven Keys, and she's the author of Medical Reiki. This is amazing. Let me read you her bio. Raven Keys is an internationally recognized Reiki master teacher who has worked with surgeons and other health professionals for years. She's author of the award-winning book, The Healing Power of Reiki, and founder of Raven Keys Medical Reiki International. Raven was actually named Best Reiki Master in New York by New York Magazine. You can visit her at ravenkeysmedicalreiki.com. That's R-A-V-E-N-K-E-Y-E-S. 
Ray, um, Raven, this is amazing. And her book is endorsed by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Hello, this is incredible. Reagan, uh, Raven, welcome to Healing Arts. Thank you. You may have had my book before me. I just got mine just like two days ago. I was, I cried. I cried because you know what? It's like um, when this comes out on Saturday, it will have been 20 years, six months, and one day since I went into the operating room with Mehmet Oz with Dr. Oz for open heart surgery. And um, this book is like everything that has happened in all that time, um, which has culminated in a, a worldwide movement now where all these, I, I've been training Reiki masters in how to go into surgery and work with as a part as part of a surgical team and, and other in and other venues as well. But it's like, this all started because I listened to the angel that told me that this needed to happen in the first place. I didn't want to go into a surgery. I was terrified and I don't like hospitals. You know, I still don't like them. It's like, but I do all this work anyway, because it has to be. And um, patients need to be looked after in a much deeper way than they absolutely get to be looked after and uh, conventional medicine. It's a very cold industry. And, um, you know, people are just like thrown into it because there's so much dis-ease on the planet and it's escalating all the time. And that's separate from COVID. You know, that's a whole thing in of itself. But so that's what it's all about. It's incredible. Don't you think your book is kind of like a child, like it's coming out into the world? And, and like you said, all these years you've put into this. I mean, it's amazing. It's true. It is. It's like giving birth. Um, and, and, and when you're in it, you don't really realize what's really happening. Do you know what I mean? You don't see the forest for the trees. But when I held this book and then I started reading it, it was like, oh, my goodness. This really is something that's happened here. And all from, you know, the encouragement of, of the Archangel Gabriel. As a matter of fact, the whole, um, the whole trail that led to training um, Reiki masters in how to go into surgery started here in Glastonbury, November of 2014. I was in a really bad space and brokenhearted. I was up on the tour at a place called, well, some people call it the egg stone and some people call it the dragon stone, but there's a stone and they say it's the entry to the other world and whatever. But I was there just weeping. And then the Archangel Gabriel came and said that I, another request was for me to train Reiki masters and everything I knew about going into surgery. So I didn't know how in the world I was going to do that, but I just said, yes, I'll try. And, and now all this, I mean, there are medical Reiki masters all over the world getting into surgical events, you know, like um, it's slow, but it's happening. And so I know that you have read the book and you know that there's a whole chapter of other people um, CMRMs, we call them certified medical Reiki masters, um, who have gotten into hospitals from Dubai 
to Scotland, to Canada, to all over the United States. It's amazing, amazing. You're exactly right. I mean, it, it really needs to happen. And it's just so incredible that it's happening. Raven, you answered the call. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. It's like, it's taken a lot of courage. Um, the, the fact of the matter is not everybody has been all that happy to see me through the years. You know, it's like um, a lot of people that are in the medical industry are very much they're just crazy glued to the idea of only um, proven techniques should be used in such mm -hmm. a high level um, environment. And, and really, I, I have to say that it's really important if, if um, Reiki masters want to work in medicine, that they have some training. I was lucky enough to be invited into the world of surgery by rock star surgeons. And nobody was going to question what they were like their their choice to have me there. But that didn't mean that behind the scenes, I wasn't putting up with some stuff from people that didn't want me there. But there was nothing they could do about it because the star, the lead surgeon is in charge of everything and nobody wants to upset that doctor and they can be really um I'm not going to go into it because, you know, I've just heard so many stories about how how surgeons can act when their wishes are not met. So um, let, let's leave it at that. But, you know, it's it's it really um, it really matters that people have a credential and so that the doctors don't have to worry about it. They don't have time to find out about all this. They're not going to like start. I mean, my book is written for doctors, medical students, um, it, uh, patients, uh, Reiki practitioners, anybody who's interested in energy medicine and or, you know, other ways of doing things. But the fact of the matter is doctors don't have a lot of time and they're so um, they have to keep up with what what the latest is in their field of medicine. And um, that requires a lot of reading already. And then they have so much paperwork to do in today's world. It's like they go into medicine because they want to be healers. And then mm -hmm. in the third year of residency, they find out what they've signed up for. And they realize that they can't really do what they want to do, which is heal people. <laughs> it's like they can do it to a certain extent, but it has to fit into a box now. And they have to follow these rules that are counterintuitive. Right, absolutely. So you, I guess what I wanna ask, before you were called upon by Archangel Gabriel to do these kinds of Reiki attunements and activations, et cetera, how did you first realize that you were going to go on the path of becoming a healer in the first place? Well, I was an actor for a really long time in my life and that's how I made my living. And then um, I had a yoga teacher and you know, was taking private yoga classes. And my husband and I had a class every week. And this one day our yoga teacher showed up and she said, oh, I, I've, I took some Reiki over the weekend. So um, Raven, you look too tired, lie down. I'm gonna give you Reiki while I lead Michael in his 
yoga poses. Unbelievable, right? So I lied. To, the, the unbelievable part is that she was paying absolutely no attention to me whatsoever. I'm lying on the floor and she has her feet her hands on the bottoms of my feet. And meanwhile, she's directing, oh, leave, lean a little more this way. No, 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 don't do it that much. Do and, and she's paying total attention to my husband and I'm having the most amazing experience. I'm like, oh, this is so fabulous. I just have to know how to do this. I wanna do this for other people. This is great. And I think maybe all of us are born with the heart of a healer, whether we know it or not. And yes. even as an actor, I always thought to myself, what am I doing? What I want to do is show humanity itself, you know, to be brave enough to go out on the, on the, on the edge and um, reveal to humanity what their capabilities are and what they are capable of doing or not doing, you know? And that was always my mission, but... Uh, and so I guess without even realizing it, I always wanted to be a healer. And when I was a little child, I was always like so concerned about the birds that fell out of the nests and you know, and on and on and on it goes. But you know what I'm talking about because there are so many of us born into the world right now that nobody gets to hear about. But that's why this book matters. You know, it's like people need to get the good news that they're not alone on this planet and struggle and um, just all the bad news that the media continuously puts out there is actually making people ill. It's oh, been I'm sure. It is. It is absolutely making people ill because guess what? The Paris, the um, sympathetic nervous system is activated continuously by all the stress and that is and, and it builds up and it becomes toxic and if people can never rest and go into the parasympathetic nervous system reality what happens is that the body gets weaker and weaker and weaker and there's no chance for it to heal it needs mm -hmm. to calm down and that's one of the main benefits of reiki and um, bringing it into medicine, it helps doctors because their patients are able to heal because the parasympathetic nervous system is instantly activated. So all those toxic chemicals stop and the ones that are rest and restore turn on. And um, the fact is that we're hardwired as, hu as humans, it's all the stress that we are subjected to hardwired within us is the same response as if we were in the ancient times being chased by a tiger. Mm -hmm. It's the same. There's no difference. And, uh, and therefore, you know, we're in a panic, like all right. the time. How can we be happy? We can't even be happy or have joy if we're always in a panic. Absolutely. I think that the I mean, technology can be a good thing. Like here, we're having a conversation and you're across the pond and it's wonderful, but there's still, there's too much of this plugging into this matrix or whatever. I think it really is um, a huge detriment to society on some level. At the same time, it's a blessing, you know? So tell us, um, so what do you think is the real origin of, of most disease within people these days? Well, Dr. Camacho um, sa has uh, said, um, he's one of the doctors that is on the research team 
um, of medical Reiki um, doing a big research project that's going to start as soon as COVID restrictions are over and we can go into the hospital. And it seems that that's going to happen probably in August. Yay! The cases are way down in, um, in the hospital now. They had 1,500 and now they have 60. Mm -hmm. so I just found that out the other night because we had a meeting with Dr. Feldman about the about the research project. But anyway, um, Dr. Camacho says that it's all stress related because, um, because it, it, like I said, makes all these toxic chemicals come that, it, that cause um, inflammation. So er everybody's system is inflamed. I mean, there are, um, there are genes that people inherit um, BRCA, like for breast cancer, the BRCA1 and 2, and then they have other ramifications in bodies and so on and so on. You know, bowel cancer is somehow connected to those and, 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 and everything. But then there are people like Dr. Um, Gaynor, who, the late Dr. Gaynor, who said that you could jump over your genes by um, really eating correctly. So he had, has a book out called The Gene Therapy Plan that people can read. And there are lots of recipes in there. And he's like a rock, he was another rock star doctor in New York who was like revered. Um, and he didn't take insurance anymore because he wasn't going to let anybody tell him how to treat his patients. So, Good you know, yeah. And so he was really like um, a trailblazer. And then, um, and then there's Dr. Bruce um, Lipton who speaks about how, yeah, <laughs> if you can be in a loving environment, your genes like respond to that and, and your cells rather, he's a cell biologist, but um, your cells will re react to love. And there are chemicals that are released in the body from human touch that's filled with love, which is why Reiki is so profound and important for medicine. Absolutely. I mean, it makes the body do things that are positive, like heal. Yay. So what is it like from the moment you step into a surgery? Like how is the process as you're working alongside the, the surgical team? Well, in the beginning, it's um, there's like a readjustment moment. Like you walk in, you're, um, they may or may not know that you're coming. Like, you know, it could be that the whole team knows that the there's a medical Reiki master coming to the surgery. And maybe not, because maybe all the people that did know are now in a different operating room because there was an emergency. What happens a lot is that everything is delayed. If you're not the first one um, up for surgery in the morning, mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the possibility of you getting your surgery on time is bleak. <laughs> <laughs> it gets worse as the day goes by. So anyway, so maybe they know you're coming, maybe they don't. I've been like really, you have to leave. And um, I say, no, no, no. Call the lead surgeon's um, office, call them right now. Because probably that surgeon is in a different operating room. Because the way that it goes is this. Surgeons have certain days where they have, they always have, they have assigned days. Like if you're a big mm -hmm. surgeon, you have two days to operate. Everybody wants more time in the OR. 
So um, what's happening in that regard is that there are certain hospitals that can afford to buy other hospitals. Why? For the operating rooms, not for the beds. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They want more time in the OR. And anyway, so you walk in, it's freezing cold. It's bright as, as uh, like unbelievable as far as the lights go. And then, you know, there's a lot of anxiety, like people are like really anxious and they're like trying to get everything organized. And, and there you are. And for myself, I can't stand to look at anything that's going on on the operating table, even now. So I watch while they get the patient ready for surgery. I'm calling in angels and, you know, spirit guides to assist in this situation and even um, to clear the operating room of all the surgeries that happened before. Because it's like amazing who knows about things that go on. But, you know, I've even had doctors say to me that they know that there are spirits walking around looking for somewhere to be. So Reiki protects the patient from that ever happening because the vibration is so high. Right. Like, yeah. So anyway, so there you are. Wow. And then it all starts. Um, and even though it's like um, surgery for the people that are in surgery all the time can be very much one surgery is like another, like another, like another. In some ways, it, none of them are the same vibrationally because the person on the operating table is a different person with different spirit guides and different needs and even a different life mission, you know? Right. You don't know what's going to happen. One thing that's really good um, about having medical, well, there are so many things, but a, a very positive aspect of having medical Reiki is that, you know, if it's the patient's time to leave, this is a pretty easy way to get out of Dodge, if you know what I'm saying. Like yes. under anesthesia, you're not in pain for like six months to a year, like struggling with anything. No, you go, you're, 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 and the spirit, and because we're there, you know, the spirit guides are there, you know, and it's like negotiation can happen in a heartbeat. It's like, okay, it's your time. And then the angels are there and you're hearing everything that's going on. And um, it, it makes it nice, you know, and then, well, you know what I mean? It's like as good as it, as it gets, I mean, yeah. in my opinion. And then the doctors take it really hard. Like they lost a patient and, you know, they have such a hard job. I don't know how they do it. And they, when they realize how much easier their life is going to be when they have medical Reiki masters helping them, they're just going to embrace it like crazy because, you know, we can say, oh, this is what happened. And um, mm-hmm. maybe we heard um, information about why this person needed to go just now, you know, or who was waiting for them or needed them on the other side, or they have something they need to do now from there to here. Right. You know? Yeah. Because, yeah, we've got somewhere else to be, maybe, you know? Yes. Do you see these spirits when they come? I don't see room? spirits. I feel things and I can almost see them. It depends. It depends on the situation. I feel, I feel what's going on and I can feel it in my body. 
you know, it's like yeah. when something really powerful is going on, I feel it in my um, sacral chakra and my solar plexus and uh, really powerfully there's presence and I feel it and it affects me. And um, some, I can, I see lights a lot, you know, um, yeah. and sometimes I see things it's, that, that's how I am. I can, I can feel it because I, I don't know what I was just curious. Cause I mean, that would be shocking if you saw, you know, angels coming down to get people. I, I, I don't even know how you would keep it together. So I think feeling is a good thing. <laughs> yes, we are protected. <laughs> yes. It's like, look, I'm trying to concentrate on my work here. I don't think I can do that with all this going on. You know, that's amazing. It is so, amazing. Do you, how many, I mean, this the work that you're doing is so profound because you really are busting through and getting to more places than what's ever been possible before so what percentage now this this is just off the cuff but would you say of um surgeons and surgical operating rooms around different places are actually accepting what you're doing is it up to 10 percent, 20 percent yet or God, if only. I feel like it's we're just scraping the mountain of gold with our fingernail. You know, it's like it's just happening. It's just happening. And um, this book is really profound for for um, the the um, knocking down of the doors. The, uh, Bernie Siegel says um, this book should be in every, in the curriculum of every medical school. That's one of the things that he said. Um, and then. There are a lot of, like Dr. Feldman is a professor of surgery, as is Dr. Modell, as is Dr. Um, Badani. Like all these doctors have this book now. And it's like um, in the beginning, like long, long ago, when I was start, first starting to write um, it, I got an angel reading from somebody who came to take the medical Reiki training. And so I went out, uh, I was visiting her out on Long Island and Archangel Michael came and said that this book was going to be in medical schools. And I did not believe it. I thought she must not be a very good reader. You know, I didn't know her very well. It's like, this can't possibly be true. But you know, I think what? she's a great reader, by the way. And I've never she met is. her. Okay. I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. Now it, probably, it will be. And Dr. Feldman, in the conversation that we just had the other night, he was saying, you know, the medical students are really different now. They want to know. Oh, they want, they're really into integrative medicine. You know, so there's a whole crew of new people coming. Mm -hmm. And as a matter of fact, in the um, research uh, project, we have to have a sham like people that are pretending to do Reiki in order to measure the real effects of it. You know, there have to be people that are just, they're not Reiki practitioners. They're, um, they're gonna be medical students. And guess what he said? He said, you know, we're gonna have a really hard time. Dr. Modell and I were talking about this. It's like, um, they, these, this crew of medical students, we're gonna have a whole hard time finding somebody who doesn't believe in anything. <laughs> Darn. what a problem that's gonna be well actually it is because you know like the um the sham reiki practitioners i think they're gonna have them doing math problems in their heads or you know uh, I, I don't know learning a foreign language i don't know something but um it's really important that they don't believe in energy or right. believe in anything so, so that um that 
the, their hands on somebody is not going to really do much, you know? I mean, yeah, will- and I think, you know, your work, and then you mentioned Dr. Bruce Lipton and the biology of belief. I mean, we've got that work and Dr. Emoto messages in water where you send love to the water, it turns into something beautiful and then, or a piece of mud, depending on what you're thinking about. I mean, these things also, I think, speak to what you're doing and back it up in such a way that I, I, I think you're right about there's got to be this new generation, which we already know they're here and they're making some really amazing changes to be perfectly in place to embrace what you're doing. And don't you think that like when a really great idea like this starts to get out at first, it seems like it's under the surface, but what once enough people get it, there's a shift in consciousness that it seems like it's happening like that, you know, and I feel like that's where you're headed with this. Don't you? Yes, I do. I really do. And I really do encourage people who are on Reiki masters, who feel that they want to participate and help people go through really harrowing surgeries and situations that put their back up against the wall. And it's so hard to have hope or belief that you're going to get through this. And to be, it's like, to be able to be in service and turn that whole situation around is amazing. But also at the same time, um, Reiki masters have got to say that they'll take the training. And I, you know, I didn't, it's not about me. It's about it. I'm just the delivery system. If I'm talking to a doctor about what I do, I'll say, I'm like the hypodermic needle. You know, I'm just delivering the medicine. It's not about me. It's about the medicine. And, um, you know, and it's like, but it's also true that um, an operating room is a really intense place to be. And it's life and death. It doesn't matter how how light the operation might be. You never know what's going to happen. You know, you never know. And these people that are um, like PA, they they've got their their doctors from Harvard and Yale, and you, you you fill in the blank. You know, it's like all these doctors and all they've gone through. It's it's full hardy and it's really egotistical to think that we could just walk in. Oh, here I am. They're not going to go for it. Right. They need credential. They need to know there's a protocol that you're following. And all this becomes something that you can give to them after taking the training. And it's not about me. It's about it. You know, Absolutely. So if someone's a, a Reiki master now and they're hearing this and they feel like, wow, this is really speaking to me. How long do you like someone to have been doing Reiki before they begin to come into your course and learn this specific method that you're offering? Well, of course, the um, longer that they have been doing it, the better. However, you know, what is Reiki? It's like the technology of being able to do it is is imprinted when one receives attunements. Like it was explained to me in the, through the writing of this book when I've like, you know, had to do research and, you know, connect and then pray and ask for information from the angels. And doctor, I, I even got to visit Mikhail Yusui who I, and had a whole experience with him at one point. It was amazing. But the fact of the matter is I was told that the Reiki symbols are the technology. And when you get that attune, those attunements, there's this unlocking, it's like shh, that happens within the, um, the human body. 
and we become the delivery system. So, you know, my thing is that if you feel like you want to do this, you should be able to do it. And, uh, and so if you have been a Reiki master for a long time, that's great. If you're just hearing about this now, but if you, I've had people become Reiki masters so they could do this. Right. Yes. I would imagine. So they could do this. And I, I know like, um, about the, if you have that longing to do that, then you should be able to do it. Absolutely. So can you share a story um, about a client who was helped with medical Reiki or I know you've got a million of them, so I don't know if any come to mind. Well, yeah, there's so many different ones that have been helped by it. Like um, the first one that I ever went to surgery with is the most, it's a very dramatic story. It's like, welcome, <laughs> welcome to this. And her thing was that, you know, her whole family died of um, heart issues and um, her mother, her father, her sister, um, and she only had one sister and they mm. died very rapidly when they went to the hospital, they passed away. So then when she found out that she needed to have open heart surgery, it was an absolutely terrifying event for her. She was sure that she, she didn't know that she would live. And um, so she had been my client for some time. And when she came to me and asked if I would go, because there had been a an article in the New York Times that Dr. Mehmet Oz was allowing healers in the operating room. Well, when the, the, the backstory on that is that when they, um, when the hospital executives, this is what was um, revealed to me sometime after I went into surgery, they found, they, they were like, this is coming to an end. This is not happening in our world renowned hospital anymore. And so when my when my, my client went, he told her that he said, oh, well, we don't do this anymore here. And she goes, well, I, I, I have somebody I'm working with it. Like um, he said, oh, well, in that case, I, I think I can make an exception. Do you have her resume? And she had my resume in her pocketbook because the Archangel Gabriel had told me in the session that I had with her after I said, oh no, I'm not, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. Then we were doing Reiki right after that. And, and Gabriel came and said, you have to say yes. And you have to give her your resume. And I had just written my resume the day before. So the angels are very forward thinking. It's like, no, you wrote your resume. So to this mm -hmm. day, like if you talk to Suzanne and she'll say, I, I had the resume in my pocketbook. That's all I wanted. So I ended up going. And the long and the short of it is the surgery was amazing. And I write about it a lot in this book. I wrote about it in my other book too. Um, I think it was the Reiki book, but um, you know how it is. You write books and then you forget what's in which one and everything. I know that feeling, dear. Yes, <laughs> believe me. So, anyway, um, so at the end, it went so fabulously that um, in a couple of months time, um, she was jumping out of the top of a redwood tree in California on a zip line. And, and it was like, she was so happy because she had survived, you know, she was alive to do it. Um, yeah, so um, very amazing. And then, you know, there are the times that um, um, clients, pay, they're my clients, but a doctor's patient because I've done so much work with um, breast cancer that, um, you know, to be in the pre-op and then 
you know, a woman comes to terms, she realizes what's about to happen, really realizes. Like when you put on those clothes, you're getting ready for surgery, you take all your clothes off and you put that stuff on, it, everything becomes more real than it's ever been before. And, um, you know, and then have the angel, I've had, it started to um, happen with a girl who was young, she was not 30 and she was gonna have a, a bilateral mastectomy because all of her female relatives, her mother, her grandmother, all her aunts had died of breast cancer and she had the BRCA gene. And mm -hmm. so she was getting the, um, the, the surgery to save her own life before she got sick, you know? Right. So um, what happened was that she was freaking out, like, what am I doing? My breasts haven't done anything wrong. I mean, like really freaking out. And so it just came, like Gabriel said, do a ceremony. And so on the spot, you know, I, you always know what to do, like when you're really connected up yes. and it just unfolded, you know, we said goodbye and love with love and thank with gratitude and everything else. And she did amazingly well. I mean, really well. Her her um, family, when I had connected with them and before we went to pre-op, when, when the young lady was just filling out her paperwork, her her um, her family said to me, "We don't know if she's going to be able to survive this. She's so upset about it. We're re please, if you can, get her into a different um, headspace because." we don't think she'll, we think she might take her own life over this. And so, you know, and then for her to just have a complete turnaround, as a matter of fact, when she was waking up, um, I said, oh, you did so great. You did wonderful. You did a wonderful job of receiving the Reiki and everything's over and it's, it's all over now. She goes, where am I? I aren't I in Bali? I thought I was in Bali on the beach and she had, uh, well, most people don't even have any experience at all under anesthesia, but she had a profound, beautiful one. And, wow. and, and I know that she went on from there and was, you know, carried on with her life and enjoyed it. Yeah. It's such an important point. Like you said, just getting into the proper headspace for certain things definitely makes the difference in the outcome yeah which is why reiki so amazing yes it is so do you have a lot of um people I, I know there's some people like yourself who are not in the medical field feel a calling toward this and then go and do medical reiki do you have a lot of doctors and nurses and healthcare providers as well who are sensing wait a minute i need more than just what i got in medical school yes that's starting to happen more and more. Uh huh. We have. I had. I trained my first surgeon um, about a month ago in California. She was in California. Yeah. Because now we do this on. Uh, we have to do it on Zoom. Um, so yeah. But um, she was in California. I was in New York. And then my business manager was hearing us at various. Like th there was one training. There were people from five countries in, in a, a Zoom training. It's amazing, like to be able to open this up. The, um, but anyway, yes, a lot of nurses, we have an anesthesia doctor in New York. Um, yeah, 
And I, I really do know that more doctors are going to take it. There's another doctor from the Philippines who came, one from China. It's like people find out about it. It's like knock, knock, divine timing. You know, yeah. that's why if somebody um, became a, a Reiki master so they could become a medical Reiki master, I just say, so be it. So be it. You know, because what are we doing? It's not like we have to run around the operating room. As a matter of fact, if that were the case, it would never happen. We're just sitting in one spot. That's what we do. We're not, you know, and what are we doing? We're channeling or we're the delivery system, the hollow bone for this spiritual energy medicine. And some, there are some energy medicine is what Dr. Oz ended up naming Reiki. You know, so right. he was like trying to negotiate things too. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, we want this, but we have to call it something yeah, that's going to resonate. Yes, absolutely. So, so when you are in the room, then, yeah, I assume you can't get too close to the patient. So, about okay. how many feet yeah. away are you? Is there a uh, protocol, yeah. or are you just in the corner? No, no. Right there. Right there. Right next right to them. Oh my gosh! How amazing. Right there. You know, I think in life, you know how people come into your life for a reason, a season or a lifetime. I mean, there's no doubt that when you're standing with someone who you've theoretically never met in an operating room, that there's a soul contract there that you were meant to be together that at that moment, you know? Yes. That's pretty amazing. It is amazing. It's amazing for the patient, but it's amazing for everybody else in the room too. Because especially now it's like, um, People do surgery day after day. I mean, operating room nurses, whoever's in there, they do it over and over and over. And now this is happening. And um, everything shifts, everything shifts. How could it not shift? There's divine energy coming into the room. And and, the, and Dr. Feldman has said, when, when he, he always speaks about me because I'm the one that's been working with him for more than 10 years. He'll say, when Raven's in the room, we get to remember why we went to medical school in the first place, because we wanted to be healers. Imagine wow. that. Yeah. I mean, you're reminding them of why yes. they did this. And yeah, I yes. guess it would be very refreshing just to see something energetically uplifting after just doing what you've been doing all these years, I could see why that would be completely transformational and helping the doctors to recommit to their purpose as well. Yes. And they feel it. Yeah. The sensitive ones feel it. They're like, I've had people come up to me at the end of a surgery and they're getting the patient ready to go to post-op now and just come up to me and say, what did you just do? What are you doing? Do you have a card? I have to know about this. You know, it's like they could feel, I mean, with wonder in their eyes, what have oh, yeah. you done? What are you doing? What are you bringing into this? And it, and because of Reiki is such a high vibration, it's the, you know, the energy underlying all of life. It's like what makes things alive. So, you know, even if you don't speak and we're not talking in the operating room, you know what I mean? It's like, right. there's nothing to say. There's nothing to, there's just the presence. And, um, but I, I, I'll also know that even if you don't speak about it, if you stand next to somebody, even in an operating room, you know, in the 
the operating room, even if they don't know anything about what you're doing, or even after before after the surgery or in an elevator with somebody, your vibration is really high and it's the first language of cells. So, you know, it affects the people that you're just standing next to. Their cells recognize and go, yay, all right. <laughs> yeah. And anytime we change ourselves, everyone else has to change in response to that anyway. And then with this divine light that you're bringing, I mean, I would imagine people are having a complete paradigm shift in there yeah. for the first time in some cases, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. So that's incredible. So how long does the training take if someone wants to take this training? It's not long because the thing is, there's there are things that you need to know about there. There are things you need to know, like the training is very bardic. It's like, the, here's, the, here's the skeleton, there's a manual, there's a skeleton. And in there, there are all the things, the do's and the don'ts and the, you know, the gold standards and best practices are about do's and don'ts, don't ever and do and make sure and how to um, communicate with doctors and all this kind of thing. But in the end, the training is all about the stories of what it's like and what has actually happened. Um, and so there's a cheat sheet. And, and anyway, so that goes on. And then there's a lot of spiritual work too that happens. Everybody meets an angel. That's the first thing that they do is a meditation. There's a guided meditation. It's the very first thing because that angel is crucial to your survival in an operating room. There are things nobody's gonna think about you. You gotta take care of yourself. And if something really shocking happens, you have, like I've called on, on Gabriel so many times, you know? So the, um, it's like a weekend, believe it or not. A weekend, Amazing. That's all it takes to really get, uh, you know, get all the back information about what, because what are we doing? We're not doing surgery. Right. You're still doing Reiki. You're just trying to put it in the context so that somebody is prepared for the things that they're going to be facing when they actually, like you said, walk into an incredibly theoretically stressful situation and neutralize and raise frequencies on it. Amazing. Yes. So it's about what might happen and who might freak out and, you know, what to watch out for and how to uh, um, soothe people <laughs> and kind of like that. Yeah. And Amazing. so, you know, that's, um, that's, that's what happens. And then they, um, the manual also is great because um, there are a lot of support papers in there that the, that anybody who takes the training, they uh, all are invited to join a private Facebook group and there are files. So everything that's in the manual, they can download and bring to a doctor, you know, and say, if that's what has to happen, because this is all trailblazing at the moment. And so um, the CMRMs who have gotten into operating rooms and, or, or you know, um, into pre-op and post-op, with a with a, pa a patient a doctor's patient um they have they have some juice you know they right. have they have things they can use so 
Yeah. So. Yeah, and your book, you let me hold up your book again. Hello, here it is, everybody. Um, you talk about the need for angels, and you know what I love um, is you take the reader also on that journey to meet with Dr. Usui. That is so cool. I love it, and lots of good stories and everything. It's amazing. So tell us again your website and how people can reach you to find out more. Okay, it's um, ravenkeysmedicalreiki.com. And um, ravenkeysmedicalreiki.com, it says it all. You know, in the beginning, Dr. Feldman is the one who told me that I needed to um, create a company to uphold all this work and to stand behind it. So, you know, and whatever. And I, I didn't know what to name it. I asked a lot of people and I was very reluctant about putting my name on it. But everybody said, well, you already have books and people know who you are and you're doing this stuff and it's really a good idea. So I reluctantly did it at the time, but now I'm glad that I did because it's like, I stand behind this. It's my integrity. I will not back down on certain things. For example, um, anybody who's only taken um, the training online, they've never been, been with a, a, a Reiki master in person and they didn't get their attunements in person, they're not allowed to take the training because I have to assure these doctors that the people that are coming into their operating room are trained properly to, in Reiki to begin with. And I don't right. believe that you can really um, learn Reiki uh, only, uh, only in an online situation because the person who is the Reiki master teacher is carrying, it's like the tuning fork, Yusui, down, down, down. And like right. we are carrying that lineage to the to the, the the sensei, which is a Japanese word, which means revered teacher. But you know, I um people have different, I mean, it is COVID and people are doing different things right now, but the teachers that I have anything to do with, if they're teaching online, they're doing attunements in person. You know, they'll right. make certain um time times when they'll have a, like two people come to their studio or whatever and do attunements for them um yeah i mean yeah i can't wait until the restrictions are over and we can all be together again because yeah. reiki training in person like i i love it to the max you know, my Reiki training that I was able to receive was so wonderful. And then to be able to do that with so many people through the years, it's been one of the highlights of my life has been that I've been able to train people in Reiki. I can't wait to get back to it one day. But I'm yeah. too <laughs> yes, the healing work. I mean, it's just so beautiful and quiet and peaceful. And it is, it's something that is best shared in person. So I hear you for sure. It's been very interesting times these years because this last year, because we've had to get into this zooming. And I, I think some good things have come up. Like you said, you're able to connect with people around the world, but then there's still that one thing that's missing that we can't quite recreate here, you know? Yeah. So hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. I know it'll be a joyous thing when we can all be together again. We're getting there in New York, though, really. New York. I mean, people are just, I, I don't know, like there's so much controversy about the 
smallest things. Um, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I don't even want to discuss it. It's like, I don't get it. It's like, we have to stick together in this world. And in the very beginning of COVID, I, um, the last training that I did in person was in Arizona, like in February of last year. And mm. um, we were going to the Grand Canyon and because uh, we didn't just go there for a weekend, you know, um, my business manager, who's also my partner and I went to Arizona and, and stayed for like a week or 10 days or something. So on, yeah, I guess it was 10 days because we went, I, I, anyway, I was told in the morning that I was going to receive information at the edge of the Grand Canyon. So I had to go there and sit on the edge and wait for it to come. So my friend, Sammy, who uh, is uh, also a certified medical Reiki master now, and, um, she came, we were with her and she filmed me receiving this information. And what the, it was like the, that what came was that the, the COVID was a message. It carried a message um, for humanity. And what we were to learn was that we are all one, that we are, we must love each other and care for each other. And if we would do that, the, it would just go away. That's not what happened. And it just right. got worse and worse and worse. Right. Like How is it in the UK right now? It's not too bad here. The um, the restrictions are about to end on May 17th. Um, and a lot of people have gotten vaccinations here. So, you know, um, I when I arrived, I had to have a COVID test within 72 hours of really PCR. I mean, it was like a big drama to get into the country. And I thought I was gonna be in the immigration line for three to six hours. That was the reports that were coming out of Heathrow. I was there for 15 minutes. And then- it's the angels. <laughs> Your angels are very helpful in all kinds of things, Raven, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm in quarantine until um, the ninth and I have to take another COVID test. I took one um, already on day two or whatever and have to do another one tomorrow, whatever. So you just have to go get a hotel and just quarantine yourself? Oh, no, no, I'm in the house. I, oh. I'm right next door to the chalice well. Okay, so they let That's you out to go into your space. You just have to stay inside. Yeah, I mean, I could go outside in the garden and go, I have a fairy wood. I've been up there, yeah. Wow, that's cool. It sounds magical. It You're is doing yeah. amazing work. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's really something, you know, and the fact of the matter is we get to be who we are because in medicine, like I, I know that Dr. Feldman really is so happy that, um, that I'm just myself, you know, he has plenty of people that are dressed in suits and white coats. And then there's me and the people that I brought to him now, because he's the, um, the um, chief of the board of directors. Um, yeah. And so I brought some amazing people to him that he now knows. We have quite a team together ready to do the the research. What's funny about it is that I've done all this work, but I'm the one person that can't be in the study. 
because it has to be about the practice, not the practitioner. Yeah. I so because I that. found it. <laughs> yeah, isn't it funny? Yeah. Wow. I don't care. What matters to me is that it's happening. Yes, it's happening. happening. It's happening. Look, guess what? I'm across the pond. I've got your book. And your book is coming out on Saturday. Saturday. And so we need to get out here and get this book immediately. Highly, highly recommended. Amazing work. Raven, you're incredible. I wish you all the continued success, joy, peace, happiness on the path as you continue to put this out there and change the world. Good job. Good job to you too. We're going to be together. Let's put our fingers together. Yes. We will meet in person one of these days too. And I am telling you, uh, you are amazing. I just zinged. There was a little Reiki. I sent it through the screen. Thank over to you. England. Zing. Zing. <laughs> Lots of love. That was for the fairy folk out there. Oh, yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, you're amazing. Friends, you've got to pick up a copy of Reagan's Raven's book. I don't know why I keep wanting to say that. It's my voice. I'm, I don't know. Thoughts are emerging in my mind. Raven's book, Medical Reiki is available now. I'm going to have the links to her website. Check it out and take these classes. We need to make a huge difference in the medical community. And I know that we can. So until next time on the next episode of Healing Arts, have a blessed day. Namaste. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you. That's it for today. Thank you for listening to Healing Arts. Believe it or not, Healing Arts podcast is a year old already. Can you believe that? That is unbelievable. Thank you so much for your support over the years and stay tuned next time when we will be interviewing internationally renowned channeler Paul Selig on the program. So stay tuned. Have a blessed week and I'll see you next time on Healing Arts. Hey friends, it's Dr. Shelley. If you are experiencing anxiety, depression, or trauma, check out my book, Meet Your Karma, The Healing Power of Past Life Memories. This is a book filled with amazing case histories of clients who have successfully healed their anxiety and trauma, and it has a lot of guided journeys in it designed to help you get through these challenging times. Click on my website at pastlifelady.com, follow the book links, and check out Meet Your Karma, The Healing Power of Past Life Memories today.